Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, part two of the Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled with Jonathan Kahn. There's a scripture in Haggai that says that there's one day on the 24th of Kislev, it's going to be the day of blessing for you. It's going to be, the curse is going to be overturned. Kingdoms are going to fall. Now, nobody knows when there was nothing that we know fulfilled it back then. It's talking about a blessing. He's talking about particularly Jerusalem. Well, amazingly, the day that Jerusalem was liberated by Allenby's forces from the Ottoman Islamic Empire, first time it was liberated in 2,000 years from hostile powers back to, to go to the Jewish people, the day it was the 9th of December, well, on the Hebrew calendar, it was the 24th of Kislev, the actual day that says it's going to be the day of your blessing. This podcast is brought to you by Paranormal Contractors. If you have unwanted paranormal activity in your home or business, this is no time to be dealing with amateurs. You need to bring in the professionals. Paranormal Contractors is a division of crime and trauma scene cleaners. They utilize the latest scientific technology to investigate, authenticate, and remediate your ghost or demon problem. Call them at this new number, 631 That's 631-552-5835. Email paranormalcontractors at gmail.com and tell them Richard sent you. Check out their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump in the night. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Friday. Jonathan Kahn from Hope of the World Ministries is standing by to delve further into the Jubilean mysteries that he's uncovered in the Bible. Just a reminder that my newsletter called Inner Sanctum is launching this month, October. And if you want to receive it for free, and incidentally, I got a sneak peek last night and it looks great. If you want to receive your free monthly newsletter, Inner Sanctum, all you need to do is register at my website, strangeplanet.ca. Now, when you go to the website, you'll be prompted with a box to enter your email address. That's it. It's that simple. Plus, once you've registered at the website, you become eligible for a monthly draw for Strange Planet Gear from my Strange Planet shop. Okay, here we go with part two of my conversation with Jonathan Kahn. So Jonathan, we're, um, as we head into hour two, we're gonna sort of trace, retrace our steps ba- back in history a little bit and, and sort of cover certain other mysteries. We left off with Donald Trump and we left off with the fifth door. Let's quickly talk about the, the sixth door, which kind of takes us into another realm. Yeah, again, there's seven doors, and, and we're, well, basically we're just touching on a few re- revelations from each door, but there's much more. Now, yeah, the sixth door deals with the future, deals with the where we are, the end times, and actually deals with other, the uh, even bigger mysteries that involve the entire world. Now, I'll just share one for now, and we'll do more later, but, but here's one. And the, remember what the Jubilee is. The, the Jubilee is the mystery of return. You return to where, what you lost. You return to where you, where you came from. Now, there's amazing things. That, this is really going to sum up up end-time prophecy. All end-time prophecy is going to be linked to the Jubilee. Everything's about return. But here, let me give you a totally kind of different kind of uh, Jubilee, or I call it in the book, it's called the Dark Jubilee. And that is this. Everything returns to where it was at the beginning of the age. You know, Israel, the Jewish people, where were they were in Israel? They come back before the end. They, uh, they, they were in Jerusalem, they come back. They return to where they were. But now, where was the world at the beginning of the age? Well, the, the, for instance, Western civilization, where was it? Well, it was in, basically in, in, linked to Rome. It was the Roman, Roman Empire. But at that time, it was pagan. It was non-Christian. It was anti-Christian. And then the gospel came, and then it became something else. But, but if everything's going to return to where it was, 
what the mystery is saying, the mystery of the Jubilee is not, it's about the entire world, it's about the end time as well, it reveals that the world will also return to where it was at the beginning of the age, or world culture, or mainstream culture. What was it? It was, it was non-Christian. So what we're watching, we're watching it every single day, we're watching the, the world, world culture, returning, moving away from the Christian faith, and returning to its non-Christian, even its pagan uh, state that it was, Anti, we're watching increasingly become anti-Christian, and it's all happening according to this mystery. It says everyone shall return to their own possession. Well, the original possession was that. So the Jewish people returned to Israel. The, the Jewish, and we're going to even talk at one point, hopefully we'll talk later on, talk about how the church also has a jubilee to return to, how we do as believers. But the amazing, every time you see this and watch this on television, you hear another news event, well, it's part of the mystery. Everything has to return, so the world is returning. Well, yeah, there's there's a TV show. It's been around for years, but it's uh, it's like they're like gladiators, uh, and and instead of fighting with uh, yeah. armor, they you know they have to go through an obstacle course and things. But they're called gladiators. So it is. Yeah, I often watch television and think these are the last days of Rome, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and 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 every time you see another news story, okay, the the government or this thing just said, okay, now this is not this is no longer legal anymore. They it's always turning against the Christian faith and or its roots or its foundation, you know. And the Bible actually says on the end times there will be a one world, as many people in prophecy know, a one world civilization that is linked to Rome. But the Jubilee is this is the this is the arching thing over the whole thing. It's all. It's what we're living in, and there is also. But there's also a, the good news is there's a call for us. There's a jubilee for us as God's people about what to do. We won't get to it yet, but that that comes also on the sixth door. All right. So on to the seventh door. Let's open up that seventh door. What lies behind? Ooh. Okay, the seventh door. That's such a mystery that I'm just just gonna just touch on it. Well, the the, the mystery that you believe is also is about everything. It, it salvation is part of it. it. What is salvation? You're coming home. You're returning to what God the, the what God has for you. You're you're it's your ancestral possession. That life, that salvation. That's what God. You're coming home like the prodigal son. But it's also if you read the end of the Bible. What's the end of the Bible? The end of the Bible is the return jubilee. Return to what we lost paradise. You know, at the beginning, it's all lost. At the end, everything returns to, we're coming home, to the ancestral possession. And that an ancestral possession ultimately is heaven. Our ultimate ancestral possession is, is God. So the, the mystery of the Jubilee is also about eternity. It's about each one of us. It has to do with each one of our lives, about returning, because our whole salvation is returning home, and ultimately, you know, when we eternity is returning to our home, that is heaven. I'm just, I'm not getting into any detail right now, but also the, the, it gives the keys of how to apply the Jubilee or the power of the Jubilee to our lives because it's the power of breakthrough and restoration and when you see all these things we're, that Richard and I are talking about, about the amazingness of God, of doing all these things, well that same power is for each of our lives. Uh, now, we're talking about the seventh door. There's another important number seven, and that's the seven wells. And this really ties into the very birth of sort of the covenant with Abraham and, and so forth. Yes. Tell me about yes. the seven wells. Yeah, the very first place that Israel, that, that actually the Jewish people had a claim in the land, was a land that, that was over a well that Abraham claimed. It was taken away from him, and he got it back. And so when he got it back, they had an, an oath, and they called the name of the place, the place of the oath, or the, or the word in Hebrew for oath also means seven, or the place of the seven wells. And in Hebrew, that word is Beersheba, or Beersheba. So that's the beginning of all these things, the beginning of the entrance of the land. Well, when Israel was, in that jubilee, when we saw that, that, when the British Empire is coming into the land, the first place that was taken, that was won back, the first victory was the victory in Beersheba, the very beginning of Israel having the land in the first place through Abraham. And the, the, the day it happened was the exact day that the British Empire voted and passed the Balfour Declaration. God blessed them. They had their first victory. But amazing thing, and I'm just going to do very quick, is I told you that mystery about how all these appointed words are revealing what's happening now. Well, well, on the day, the ver- on the, the very time that they they won back Beersheba, there's a scripture that's read throughout the whole world and by the Jewish people in synagogues, being chanted and sung and recited. What was it? It was about Abraham taking Beersheba, the taking of Beersheba. <laughs> of course, amazing, of course. amazing, amazing. I mean, I, I didn't realize that you could look back and find out the sealed, the appointed reading for every single day in you know, yes, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah, and, and I had to 
to do that. I mean, in order to, in order to, to see this mystery, I, I mean, I didn't see it. I started looking and said, wow. I mean, every, I mean, it's not, you can't control it. You can't tell God when he has to do it. I mean, I mean, it happened, it, I mean, it happened throughout. It happened from the beginning. We saw it with, with Mark Twain, the stranger. It happens up to Donald Trump and his birth, as we saw, but it happens throughout the whole thing. It's amazing. What's the day and night of Kislev? Well, there's a there's a, a scripture in Haggai that says that that there's there's one day on the 24th of Kislev is going to be the day of blessing for you. It's going to the, the curse is going to be overturned. Uh, the kingdoms are going to fall. All the, you're going to have a blessing from this day on the 24th of Kislev. Now nobody knows when there was nothing that we know fulfilled it back then. It's talking about a blessing. He's talking about particularly Jerusalem. Well, amazingly, the day that. Jerusalem was liberated by Allenby's forces from the, from the Ottoman Islamic Empire. First time it was liberated in 2,000 years from hostile powers back to, to go to the Jewish people. The day it was the 9th of December, well, on the Hebrew calendar, it was the 24th of Kislev, the actual day that says this is going to be the day of your blessing. And at night, that same night, all over the world, candles are being lit. And why are they being lit? Because it's the Feast of Hanukkah. And so, and what is Hanukkah? It celebrates the rededication on the temple, and it celebrates driving the enemy out and the restoration, the liberation of Jerusalem. So on the day that Jerusalem is liberated after 2,000 years, God just orchestrated it that it's the same day that celebrates the liberation of Jerusalem. Wow. Now, so let's go back to the day that Israel was voted into existence, which was, again, September 3rd, 1947. No, it, it was voted, yeah, that was when, the, the, September 3rd is when the, the partition plan was received, and November 29th is when, uh, when the vote came. November so 29th, is, 47. Yeah, and, and it turns out, Richard, it was a Sabbath. So that means there's an appointed word, not just for the week, but for that exact day. So what was the word all over the world? The word, now, now here's what they, they voted on, the return of Israel. They voted on the, which is going to end the exile, come, the Israel's going to come home. Well, another word for Israel, most people in the Bible know it, is Jacob. Jacob, you know, Jacob is the father of Israel. In the Bible, the name of Israel is also called Jacob, because his name was changed. So both. So, so sometimes it, the nation of Israel is called Jacob. Well, what was the word? The word that's all over the world is the return of Jacob from exile. The return home of Jacob from exile. It's being, as they're voting it, but not only that, when Jacob returns home, he starts preparing because he, he's afraid he's going to be attacked by his brother Esau. Well, on the, from that moment of that vote, Israel begins preparing because it's going to be attacked by its brothers, the Arab nations. So it's, it's, saying, it's, it's relaying everything. It's about the two brothers and the partition. But even beyond that, when, when that, when Israel was voted, it wasn't called Israel. Nobody knew what the name was. In fact, nobody knew the name of the nation until just about, they, they decided about two, two days before the birth of Israel, which would happen May 14th, 1948, a few months later. So, but nobody knew the name. But it was all revealed on that day, when it, the first day they, the world speaks of, the, of a Jewish nation, the appointed word all over the world was, you shall be called Israel. <laughs> the very it, and it's when Jacob's returning to the land, his name is changed to Israel. When the sons, of, when the children of Jacob return to the land, their name was changed to Israel. The exact thing. It's all revealed on the day. What were some of the other names they were they considered? They thought of calling it Zion. They thought of calling it Sabra, like the cactus. They they thought of calling it Judah, and they settled with Israel. But it was all there to begin with. It was all there in the appointed word. Ah, well, and here's just a, a little teeny tiny mystery. My baptismal name when I was uh, converted into the Orthodox Christian faith is Jacob. There you go. Oh, cool, cool. All right, Very the, cool. the day of the scrolls. What are the yes. day of the scrolls? When, when God restores the nation of Israel, he always first restores the word. And the, the word comes, word of prophecy, word of the, of the, of the law in Sinai, before the nation comes. The, he, he, God works by sending his word, and then he creates. Well, an amazing thing, there, there's, a, there's a shepherd boy, a, a, a Bedouin shepherd, he follows a goat, and, he, and as he's looking for the goat, he ends up searching through a cave. He throws, he throws a rock into the cave, sound of, of pottery crashing. He goes in there, and he finds these ancient cylinders open that there's parchment, it turns out to be the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Dead Sea Scrolls is the restoration of the Word. Now, in the Dead Sea Scrolls are actually, it's the Word of God, the prophecies of, I, actually, the entire book of Isaiah is there. It was the, it's the early
earliest copy of the Bible we ever had. Up to the, before that, it was the Middle Ages. So this proves the Bible, it proves how accurate the Bible is. God restores the Bible through this. Now, when did it happen? It happened in the year 1947, just as Israel is going to be voted in existence. It happened, that you have the Word, and then a few months later, you're going to have the nation come back to existence. But, even beyond that, the guy who takes, who first looks at the scrolls or unveils it, interprets it, is a guy named Eliezer Sukenik. He takes the scrolls back to his apartment. He starts uncovering it. He's trembling because he's, he he's getting an idea of how important this is. In the other room is his son. His son's running back and forth and giving him news of something because on the exact day that the, the Dead Sea Scrolls came to light after 2,000 years of being hidden, on the day of the restoration of the Word, on that day, it's November 29th, Israel is voted back into the world the same day. The Word and the nation same exact day. <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. Yes, uh, amazing. Earlier we mentioned uh, Trump, President yes. Trump. There's The Oracle also reveals a secret behind, uh, I believe, another American president and an ancient yes. mystery. What's that about? Yes. Yeah, when Israel came back the first time, there was a world ruler named Osiris who was the one who released them, actually gave the word to release them, and gave them the sanction to begin to, to basically come back as a nation um, and Jerusalem. Well, there, was there a world leader the second, the second return? Well, there was. It, was. it was Harry Truman. Harry Truman, and there's so much about this, but it's an amazing thing. His life is going to parallel Cyrus. First of all, Harry Truman is going to be the one who recognizes Israel 11 minutes after, after it comes back into the world. But people don't also know that, uh, that Harry Truman, not only before that, he actually issued the orders to release the Jewish exiles from Europe to come back to Israel. He sends word to, to Britain and says, release them just the way Cyrus does. And, the, and I'm just throwing this in. On the day that he does that, and the day he says, release them from exile, the, it's, it's a Sabbath. The ancient word all around the world is God saying, I will gather you back from exile. I will restore you, bring you back to the land of your fathers. I mean, on the day. Now, on top of that, Cyrus, Cyrus was in government. His time in rule and reigning was 30 years. Truman comes to government in the year 1923. He ends as president in 1923. 30 years. 30 years, same as Cyrus. Mm. Also, Truman comes to, well, actually, Cyrus comes to power when he is 60, uh, comes to world power when he takes over Babylon when he's 60 years old. Truman becomes the world leader when he turns, when he's 60 years old. Same thing. In, in the case of Cyrus, um, Isaiah reveals to Cyrus through a prophecy, says, Cyrus, even though you didn't know God, God says, I called you, I, I ordained you, I appointed you, I anointed you. Well, did that ever happen with Truman? A year after Truman recognizes Israel, a man comes from Israel. He's the chief rabbi of Israel. He comes there, and he comes to the office of, in the White House, and he says to Truman, God placed you in your mother's womb for this very moment to do that. He says, in ancient times, there was a king called Cyrus, and he did exact, you did exactly what he did. You have fulfilled the, 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 the calling of Cyrus, and you will be remembered in Jewish history. Truman breaks down and starts crying. In, in the White House. Now, years later, now, well, 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 Cyrus, when he, Cyrus, when he would sign his, his, doc, his inscriptions, he would always say, I am Cyrus. Years later, Truman is at an event in New York City, and he says the words, I am Cyrus. Oh, it's just chilling. It's just yeah. absolutely chilling. And, and, Richard, in the days of that Cyrus, it was in that, in his days, the next Cyrus is born, Trump is born under Truman. So it's from Cyrus. Cyrus to Cyrus. Right, right. And, 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 and with Cyrus, remember, he's connected to this 70-year period. He says he, 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 come, he rises and issues the proclamation after 70 years. Well, notice something about Trump. He's, you know, Cyrus is linked to 70 years. Trump becomes president when he is after 70 years. He's 70 years old. He's a living embodiment. It's all, I mean, it's, there's so many connections. Right. It's amazing. Right. And Cyrus, didn't he help the, the, the Jews build Israel? Didn't he, didn't he fund yes. sort of the building? Yes. And, and, of course, Trump is all about building. 
Yeah, yeah, great. You know, that's great. I mean, yeah, Trump is Trump is a builder, and Cyrus is the builder. Not only that, in the proclamation that Cyrus issued to return, he actually issues he he gives the instructions about building the house in Jerusalem. In in Trump's Jerusalem declaration, he actually has instructions about building a house in Jerusalem, which was the American embassy, but it's still a house. And he say, he starts saying about the architects, just like the same declaration of Cyrus. There you go. Uh, this one almost sounds like a, a you know that the Beatles song the uh, nowhere man. He's a real nowhere man. Nowhere man. This is the man who was. Who is the man who was? The man who was. Okay, it's all about resurrection and all about. I mean, God is restoring and resurrecting. Well, He resurrected the nation. He resurrected the Israeli farmer. He resurrected the Israeli soldier. Everything that perished in the first century, He resurrects. What about the leaders? Well, the well the first leader of of Israel was. David Ben Gurion. He's the he's he's all he's like the George Washington of Israel. David Ben Gurion. He's the one who led the war and and led Israel back into existence. Well, amazing thing I found. I had no idea, David. No idea with this. And that is that in ancient times, the as as Israel was about to be destroyed, the last among the last of the last leaders who were there at the very end, the leader was named Ben Gurion. Ben Gurion. So you have Ben Gurion, a leader, a man called Ben Gurion, as Israel ends. Then you have a man Ben Gurion as Israel is resurrected. Ben, the ancient Ben Gurion was named Joseph Ben Gurion. David Ben Gurion's middle name is Joseph, so his name was Joseph Ben Gurion. Uh, the ancient Ben Gurion, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean well, I'll just say this: it, it's amazing. I can't even get into. It. There's so many things that follow. It's like the one is the the resurrection of the other, and David Ben Gurion had no idea. I mean, he wasn't trying. He just he took that name years, forty years before he had as a pen name. He had no idea. And yet God has the idea. And one little, I'll throw into this footnote, before Ben-Gurion died, there, you know, there's a, there's a uh, book on his, in his office. They preserved it. And you know one of the books he was reading? It was The Late Great Planet Earth by Hal Lindsey about the prophecy of Jesus coming and linked to Israel. Wow. Amazing. Um, we've got about two minutes. Do we have time to get into the prophet's song? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, somewhat. We'll start um, anyway. Okay. Yeah. The thing is that that God gives songs for the prophets, and and that is that the prophetic songs, and that what, what that they're they're songs, but they they prophesy what's to come. Well, amazing thing happens. 1967. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a song comes out in Israel, and it's a it's a prophetic song. It's a song about. Israel longing for Jerusalem, longing for Jerusalem. That, and I mean, out of nowhere, that that you know, it was still separated from Jerusalem, and so it it's introduced on the 19th anniversary of the nation of Israel, and it spreads throughout the entire nation. Everybody's singing it. I long for you, Jerusalem. It's actually based on the Psalms, which says, "If I forget you, O Jerusalem, you know, we we wept by the waters of Babylon," and it's a song, and yet it's going to be prophetic because less than one month later. Israel is going to regain Jerusalem. And on the day that the song is released, on that very day, the, 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 the Egyptian army is massing along the borders of Israel. The Six-Day War is being set in motion. And at the end, and be, at the end of that war, you know, now the, the woman who wrote the song, I mean, when, actually when the Israeli soldiers went, got to the Temple Mount, they started singing the song, Jerusalem of Gold, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. And, they, and the woman has to change it in the Song of Mourning. She has to say, now we've returned, and now... It, and, it, and so God says, you know, God, when he judged Israel, he said, I will turn your, your joy or your songs of joy into mourning. Well, it says when he redeems them, he's going he's gonna to change their song of mourning into joy. Well, he literally does it. He takes the song of mourning, prophetic song, and turns it into the song of joy. More of my conversation with Jonathan Kahn when Conspiracy Unlimited returns. He's the real John Constantine, Christian Decadure from Paranormal Contractors. He joins us every Friday. Welcome, Christian, once again. How are you? I'm doing well, Richard. How are you? Terrific. You and I, we both love gadgets, and I understand you have a brand new gadget that you're very, very excited about. What is this thing? It's called a, a vocorder? Yes, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about it. It is That's exactly what it's called. It's uh, actually made by uh, a company called Paranologies, and it's called a vocorder, and it's a dual digital, it's a dual digital recording EVP machine. But what makes this particular device so amazing is the level of accuracy uh, for with your EVPs. So of course EVPs are 
um, they they're put out at a certain particular uh, hertz level because human hearing usually ranges around 19 to 20 in and around there uh, hertz, which stands for cycles per second. And this particular this particular device allows me or gives me the ability, the user, the ability to program the recorder to go to record at below human hearing. And then it will it will then play it so you so us humans at normal human hearing can hear it. So it will record something at a subhuman level that we cannot hear, and then it will play it and broadcast it. So it validates the authenticity and the accuracy of an EVP because it cuts out all the white noise. Because EVPs We've determined that they are they are in that what that eighteen to nineteen hertz zone. Yeah, they're approximately in and around that zone, if not a little bit less. But sometimes they even go higher than twenty five, which again is beyond human hearing. So it's either below human hearing or above, but it's out of the range of normal human hearing, and it's quite amazing on what you can pick up on with this particular gadget. It's uh, excuse me, this piece of equipment. It's uh, it's great. It's very cool. So you can then rule out that what you're hearing on that EVP is some sort of radio interference or anything else because you can actually, it sounds like it's almost like, uh, I have this metal detector and you can program the metal detector so that it can pick up uh, non-ferrous items or ferrous items. So the idea is here you're able to select the range, the frequency and then you could then filter out white noise that would be, uh, you know, things coming from an, an electrical appliance, etc. That's that's very yep. cool. It is. It's got two. It's got actually got two microphones on it. So one is to pre-program the hertz, um, uh, the the hertz frequency, uh, which frequency you would like to pick up, and the range. And the other is a normal recorder to pick up the white noise. So you have two separate recordings of regular white noise where you cannot hear anything, and then a recording of subhuman hearing. Have you tested it out yet? Not yet. I just got it. Oh, <laughs> I, I would love to hear the first batch of EVPs you capture on the uh, the vocorder. Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, this um, now that the weather's getting better, I'll be uh, doing a lot of testing in, um, in certain cemeteries throughout the city, the province, the country, and uh, that's where I do a lot of testing of my equipment for validation purposes and to make sure I get the absolute, the best results for, for my equipment. Yeah, so I will definitely uh, do that. I'll save some of them and uh, perhaps we'll, uh, we'll play them on uh, some of the episodes. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, if people have unwanted paranormal activity in their home or their business, how do they get a hold of Paranormal Contractors? Well, to get a hold of Paranormal Contractors, you can email us at paranormalcontractors at gmail.com. That's probably the best way. Uh, we do have a toll-free number. It's 866-724-0800. Check out their YouTube channel, Paranormal Contractors, for things that go bump in the night. In another reality, Richard is a very strong and handsome man. Just not in our reality. Although I heard somebody passing him in the hall the other day, and it was, good, good, a handsome man Richard is. I made that up. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Oracle, The Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled, is here. All right, so back to uh, these amazing mysteries and oracles. And... Uh, the Day of Priests. If Do we have time for the Day of Priests? Um, we can do it, but we can also go to the Babylonian Code if you want. Either one. Okay. <laughs> you choose. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move ahead Let's because there's so much here. Okay. Let's get on to the okay. Babylonian Code. Yeah. We can only touch, obviously, on these things. Yeah. Amazing thing is that, that when you look at the destruction of ancient Israel, the first temple, the one who destroyed it was King Nebuchadnezzar. And there's a period of time between that he, he goes to Jerusalem, and, and it's when it, some people say the time of the Gentiles begin at that time. He, he takes over the city, Jerusalem loses its sovereignty, and then later on he comes back and he destroys the entire nation. The nation of Israel is destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar. How long was that period? It was a period of, between the two, it was a period of 19 years. So 19 years from when Jerusalem loses its sovereignty to the, to the day that 
the nation of Israel is destroyed from the earth. Amazing thing, because I said, remember, with these mysteries, God reverses everything. He's bringing resurrection. The amazing thing is that, is that if you take the day, you take when Israel comes back to the world when? 1948. 1948, and you count, that's, that's the time of Israel's resurrection. Count, count 19 years, and it takes you to 1967, the time of Jeru- when Jerusalem is regained. So the ancient, the ancient formula, you could call it, the Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian code, that's 19 years from Jerusalem to the destruction. Now it's 19 years from the resurrection to Jerusalem. And, it, and I went deeper into it. If you go deeper, it even, it even goes, it's 19 years and a month, and that's exactly when, if you take May 14th and go 19 years and a month, it's, it goes to the day that, it go, or the time that Israel regains Jerusalem. I mean, that too, even Nebuchadnezzar is part of the Donald Trump, Nebuchadnezzar. Why, why does God play around with these numbers? Is it because he wants to leave breadcrumbs for us to discover? I think God is. I think God weaves everything together. I mean, I think. I think. He, I think he's. I think he's amazing. I mean, I think. I think that that you know that it, it's just. It, I believe it's happening in our lives. It's happening in the world. We don't realize it. I mean, and again, this mystery goes up to where we are and beyond. So I, I think it's happening in all things. We see it so powerfully when it deals with prophetic things like this. And, and I think there's so much more. You know, I, it shows you how real God is because God doesn't have to quote trumpet all this. He doesn't say, "Hey, look here, look here, look here." It's just there, you know, and, and I think he allows us to see it, to see how real he is, but I, I think it's the working of God. He's weaving, it says he works all things together, you know, for our good. I think he weaves everything together, and we don't, we don't see half, you know, we don't see a, 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 a little trace of it, but, but when we catch a glimpse, that's what the oracle is catching, it's amazing, it's real. Uh, is there more to the, uh, the, the Trump uh, mystery? Yeah, yeah, Trump, I mean, there's a lot to it, but I'll just, I'll just touch on, well, well, you know what, <laughs> there's so much, Richard, um, there's so much, yes, with Trump and, and, and where we are, um, but, you know, if, you know, if you want, just because we have, I'm just trying to get to so many things, if you want to get, I'll do it if you want, do you want to get to the summer yeah. of love, or do you want to get to, okay. okay. Well, I think, because we, ha- we do have some time here, we're in, we're in pretty good shape here, we're moving along on schedule. Okay, okay, so do you want me to do Trump or summer of love? Uh, let's do a little bit of Trump, and then we'll get to the summer of okay. love. Yeah. Okay. Well, Trump, we mentioned in the last time that his mystery, is, it, the mystery linked to the trumpet and the jubilee. Um, and not only that, it's also linked, but there's also a link to Cyrus. But feel, you, know, you know, Trump, I, I mentioned that, that there's this 70-year thing with, with, with Cyrus. Trump becomes president when he's 70, the 70 years as, he's, he's kind of like taken off actually where Truman left off. He's He's born, again, from, from the other Cyrus. He, he, his presidency is 70 years from the other Cyrus. Remember, Cyrus is always linked to 70 years. Truman and Trump, they even sound alike, um, T-R-U-M, and they're linked by 70 years at the same time. But also, Trump actually, people don't realize this, Trump actually, he actually spoke as King Cyrus. It was the Persian New Year, and, and Trump does something that no president ever did. He, he speaks about King Cyrus, and he actually quotes King Cyrus, so he's actually talking as King Cyrus. And as, and as we, we, you alluded to, you're the, you brought this up, and that is that, that there is the, the uh, he built, he, you know, Trump, uh, Cyrus was a builder, Trump is a builder, he builds the house. Now, Trump, in that declaration, if you look, I won't go through it, but the declaration that he issued follows the pattern of Cyrus. It recognizes Jerusalem as the capital of Judah, or, or the Jewish people. It speaks about the rebuild, the return of Jerusalem. It speaks about the right of the Jewish people to Jerusalem, that's Cyrus. And it speaks about building a house in Jerusalem. It was the temple back then, but in this time, at least a start, it's, it, was the, it was the American embassy that he planned. Now, months later, five months later, the, the embassy opens up. And when does it open up? It opens up on May 14th. May 14th. May 14th is, of course, is the birth of Israel. And, but the interesting thing, it wasn't just the birth of Israel. It was exactly 70 years from the birth of Israel. It's exactly, so you've got, you've got, when Trump makes the declaration, it's 70 years on the Hebrew calendar from the vote of Israel. That's the, remember we talked before, he makes it, he makes that Jerusalem declaration. But then, when the, when it's fulfilled, the, the next year, it's on the, it's on the exact 70 year, another 70 year, end of 70 year, Cyrus, the house is established in this case, established. And there, there's actually a scripture, <laughs> it's an appointed word for that week, and you know what it was? It was, it was, 
it was the it was the ordinance of the jubilee everyone shall return home to their possession but but not only that when trump trump makes a speech on that on the day of the opening of the house and the speech he starts out by speaking of truman that is the other cyrus what he did 70 years before and and now get this richard I, we, we spoke about trump's name trump you know and we with the jubilee but n- another thing when God restores his people, he always has a world ruler to sanction it. You had, we mentioned we had King Cyrus back then. You had, you had actually had Lloyd George, Prime Minister of, of Britain at the time of the Balfour Declaration. You have Truman, the world ruler at the time of the rebirth. And now you have Trump. Well, his first name is Donald. What does Donald mean? The name of Donald means world ruler. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> in what language does it mean, Don, um, world, or just in English? Um, it's, 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 it's a Latin. I mean, it's a it's a Latin based, you know, okay. language. You know, like it could be. I don't know if it's French or or, or Scottish or you know something like that. But right. yes, it's a regular. That's Donald. That's what it means. It means world ruler. All right. So, 1967, of course, uh, you know the the um, the Six Day War. We talked about that. But 1967 was also out in San Francisco, the Summer of Love. What does yeah. that have to do with the Oracle? Yeah, well, well, again, it's restoration, and it's the year of jubilee. Now, the thing is that that in the in the very beginning of the age, if you if you remember, um, well, here's what happened: Jerusalem was destroyed. Now, when Jerusalem was destroyed, it affected not it affected Jewish believers. You 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 had the apostles in Jerusalem, you had the disciples in Jerusalem. It affected the whole church. You know, everything changed when Jerusalem was destroyed. So Jerusalem is destroyed, and and from that comes the disappearance of the of the apostles and then the disciples and gradually Jewish believers disappear from the earth pretty much. Well, in 1967 Jerusalem was restored. The Jewish people re-entered Jerusalem. So could it have caused could something have happened? Well, the amazing thing is 1967 wasn't just a a, a return physically. It, in the same time it leads into the greatest revival of Jewish people coming back to the Lord. If the disappearance of Jerusalem was the disappearance of Jewish believers, the reappearance of Jerusalem becomes now the reappearance of Jewish believers. You start having Jews for Jesus, you start having all these things, all these things come back, and, they, and, and the major ministries trace themselves, or the major revivals trace themselves to the year 1967. And, and the other ones, including Jews for Jesus, trace themselves to the Summer of Love. The Summer of Love is 1967. When did it begin? June 1967. So the same month of the Six-Day War. So Jerusalem disappears, they come the disappearance. Jerusalem reappears, what happens? The Jewish people have a revival, not just the Jews, it affects the whole church, too. So even in that, even when you see in churches, you hear Yesh- the name Yeshua now, you see, you see shofars going, yeah, they never had that before. That's restoring what was lost 2,000 years ago. All of these mysteries are just, as we say, mind-blowing or chilling and so forth, but where is this all leading? Well, amazing thing, you know, <clears throat> the, if, if you gotta, you gotta go to the beginning of the mystery. The, the beginning of the Jubilee is basically, you lost your inheritance, you lost your ancestral possession. It's, it begins with loss. Well, it begins, all these things that we're seeing were the restoration of what was lost at the beginning of the age. Um, and that is, that is Jerusalem, the Jewish people spread out to the nations, all that. But the Jewish people weren't the only ones who, who well, I don't want to say that. The, the, non, the non-believing Jewish people weren't the only ones who, who spread out and lost, who spread out from Jerusalem. Before they spread out, there was, the, the, the apostles left Jerusalem, they went from Jerusalem, and they went out to the world. This has affected church history, world history, all of history is affected by this. Um, the Jubilee, now what we're seeing is the return of what was lost or departed in the beginning of the age. Well, it all comes down to one moment. There's one key moment when all these things began. It wasn't 70 AD is when the Jewish people left. Before that, the apostles go out to the world. But before that is the event of all events. The, is, the, is the departure of all departures. We, we go to the Mount of Olives, and it is Messiah. Messiah begins this mystery. Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua, he's standing on the Mount of Olives, and he departs from Jerusalem. He's the first one to depart from Jerusalem, and everything follows him. So if he departs, that means everything's going to depart. So he departs from the land, he departs from Jerusalem, therefore, he's the king of Israel, and a, king, a nation has to follow its king, so therefore the Jewish people are going to depart from Jerusalem and, they're, and, and from Israel. And so the whole age is all begins with Messiah's sandals departing from, him departing from the Mount of Olives. Now, if the Jew, and all the things we saw, but 
Therefore, if the Jubilee and Mysteries are all about the return, the return to Jerusalem, the return to the land, the return, then it's all leading up to the ultimate return. That's where the mystery is heading. See, see, you know, if they're returning, you know, he left and then, then Jerusalem was gone. Well, if Jerusalem's come back, that means he's coming back. If the, Jeru- if, if the Jewish people have come back to Jerusalem and to Israel, that means the king of Israel's coming back to Israel and to Jerusalem, which is exactly it. You know, when, when he left, they said, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? He said, it's not for you to know the time. But the one who's restoring Israel behind all these things is Jesus, Yeshua. It's his hands. So it's all about, it's all the up to that day. You see, the mystery of the Jubilee is that you're, you know, there's a separation between you know, the, 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 the one who owns and the one he lost his possession. Well, the one who owns Israel is Messiah, is Jesus. So the ultimate Jubilee, the ultimate separation, the mother of all separations, is Messiah being separated from his land, separated from his people, separated from the kingdom, separated from the world. Well, that has to be undone. So the Jubilee is the restoring, the king will come to the kingdom, the king will come back to his people. All these things that we're seeing are signs of leading up to that day. And it, he not only did he leave Jerusalem, he left the world itself. God left the world. So what it's saying is also the final Jubilee, or, or almost the final Jubilee, is that God comes back to creation. And God will be, Messiah will be reconciled to his ancient people. They will look upon him whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him. They will say, blessed is he, he will come, and the entire world will be reconciled together. And that's when you'll, the whole world will have the Jubilee. That's when the, the lion will lay down with the calf and peace will cover the earth. That's the Jubilee. That's what we were supposed to have in the beginning that we all lost. But it all centers around the mystery of Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus. He is the Lord of the Jubilee. Is there then not a a clue as to when Jesus will return? It doesn't have to be on a Jubilee year, which means we can look at certain years, you know, let's say from 1967, 50 years, that's that's 2017. Then we go to 2067. Uh, Does that not give us a clue? I, I don't, th- I, yeah, I don't think we, I mean, you know, we don't want to be dogmatic, you know, if there's no one else the day or the hour, even though God is, re- is revealing a lot of days and hours, you know, in these mysteries, the oracle that we talked about. Um, I don't think it has to, but, I mean, it could be linked to, I mean, because as we saw, there's a lot of mysteries going on, you know, and, and even at the same time, you know, there's converging mysteries, converging times, all that. It could be, it could be, you know, but then God is sovereign. There, there's other things, I actually, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not promoing it, because just because you said it, I'm doing I'm doing a, um, a DVD series called The Oracle Uncensored, and in that one, I'm actually gonna go with your, you know, go go put some things together. And we're not we're not being dramatic. So nothing has to happen when we think, but but there are some things that converge at certain times. But there's a lot of mysteries, you know. So so the Lord will do as He chooses. But I I do believe it will be at an appointed time, and I do believe also that you know just as everything He did in the first coming happened on a Hebrew holy. Holy Day. That so the the return of the Lord will happen on Hebrew Holy Days because they everything does and the 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 ones that haven't yet been fulfilled by Jesus prophetically are the ones that have to do with the return, the second coming, feast of trumpets, also jubilee, the day of of the day of God when when we come face to face, tabernacles. That's all the autumn feast. So I do believe that we have that to go on, right. and and I do get deeper into it, but you know. <laughs> We can't give it all away. No. There's not. There's <laughs> well, no time. Let's let's talk about some of the other ones that we didn't get to earlier. Yes. Uh, the the matrix, uh, the matrix of years. Yes, and as we're learning, <laughs> this is my first interview with Richard. Uh, we're learning. We we can only touch on things. Obviously, there's so much we can't get to, but it's really cool how much we did. Um, the matrix of years. I only found found out this after the the jubilee is linked to you know the, you get back again what you lost. Well, when did when did the Jewish people lose the land? Well, you know we have the year 70 A.D. That was Jerusalem, but the loss of the land actually began in before that. It began when the the Roman emperor emperor. Uh, Vespasian and Titus invaded the land, and they started destroying it. They started sending Jewish people into exile, and they, it all it all began. The destruction began in this the year sixty seven A.D. Now the amazing thing is that's the matrix because 
once you get that, that's when the destruction came, the loss came. So then when you have the restoration, it's all going to be based on when it happened. That's why the restoration, the Jubilee begins in 1867, because it's exactly Jubilee, we count 50, 50, 50, all the way, it goes back to the year 67. That's why the Balfour Declaration and, and Allen B. liberated Jerusalem in 1917, it goes back 50 years, Jubilee, to 67. That's why 1967 is the War, it goes all the way back to the loss of the year 67. That's why 2017, it all goes back. It's amazing. And actually, when these things happen, you know, when, when the land was first lost, it was in the springtime, in, in May, May, June period. Well, it's interesting because May, June is, is the crucial period of all this stuff. May 14th, Israel comes back into the world. June 7th comes the Six-Day War. Um, the first settlement in Israel that was basically the restoring of Israel happens in May. Um, all this, I mean, it all goes back to the beginning and again, talk about how God is perfect. God will restore everything that is lost, and so whatever loss there is, there's a restoration. God loves the number 50, I guess. I, I, you know, I'm thinking back <laughs> to when I turned 50. That was a pretty good year, actually, my own personal jubilee. Yes, and I was, uh, actually, I think that's when I wrote The Harbinger. And I was in Canada with you. You know, it was, yes. it was, I hadn't been in Canada since I, since I was a little kid. It was 50 years. You know, that's everything right. was 50. Yeah. That's right. All right, The Mystery of John Patterson. Okay, really, really cool. One of the things is that, that in the, you know, everything is restored year Julie. One of the things that was gone from the earth from ancient times was the, was the Jewish soldier. After the Roman army destroyed them, killed them, or drove them out of the land, and there has been no more Jewish soldier in the land for 2,000 years. But all of a sudden, they, they return to the land. There's something formed called the Jewish Legion. It is, it is formed, and, and they, the Jewish uh, soldiers return to the land what year? 1917 in the year of Jubilee. So they, they come back in the year of Jubilee. They actually drive out, they help drive out the Ottoman Empire. They're taking back their land. It's the Jubilee. You come back to your land, you, you kick the other person off. Well, well, it happens that year. The man who, who formed that legion and who led that legion, the first commander, was not Jewish. He was an Irish Christian. And his name was John Patterson, who loved, who loved the Bible and loved the Jewish people. He's the, he's the first commander. Not only did he do that, but he was crucial also in having the Balfour Declaration come in. I, I won't go into that. But also, he's called the, you know, the godfather of the Israeli army, an Irish Christian of, from the year of Jubilee. The, 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 the Israeli army was formed after what the Jewish legion that he did. But also... What John Patterson did, this Christian, um, and they were crucial in, in Israel's rebirth, is he, he formed the training ground for Israel's first leader. In his army was the first, uh, or the, the presidents of Israel, the leaders of its army, the first prime minister. David Ben-Gurion was a, a soldier in his army. Even the, the man who oversaw the Six-Day War was in his army. Um, and finally, John Patterson, uh, he died in 1947, the key year that begins Israel's rebirth. But he even, he became friends with with a Jewish family, and he became the godfather of the firstborn son. That firstborn son became a hero in Israel, got killed. His younger brother be, uh, uh, went into politics. The family's name was Netanyahu. Mm. So John Patterson was the godfather of the Netanyahu family. Oh. And Netanyahu was the prime minister in the last jubilee you know, of 2017. But not only that, so it all goes back. He was, he was in that year of 1917, he leads the Jewish army back. When, was he, when did he begin? When was he born? John Patterson was born in 1867, the first Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> and he was 50 years old. I mean, I, it goes on and on. It's amazing, amazing. Tell us a little bit more about how we're supposed to apply these mysteries yes. in our own lives. Yeah, well, the, fir the first thing is that, you know, we talked about that right now the Oracle is really giving the key of the end times, and we talked about the return of the world to, you know, to where it was before. Well, there's another jubilee in, 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 in a book. Uh, it's called the stained, glass, uh, the stained Glass Metamorphosis, and what that means is this, is that the Church also has to return. You see, it's not just that, you know, everything returns. So what it's saying is that in the end time, and where we are now, the Church started out in the Book of Acts. It was on fire. It was revolutionary. It was filled with the, the spirit, but it was not established. It was not. It was not rich. It was, but it was powerful, and it was also connected to its Jewish roots. Well, what we're watching the church now. What the message, the prophetic message, is there's a jubilee for the church. We have to return now as believers to where we were 2,000 years. ago. We have to return to the Book of Acts. We have to return. Oh, you know, and that's what's happening. Actually, what's happening is, I mean, some are falling away, but as the world, the culture is turning more 
anti-Christian. It's forcing Christians to either go along with it or become radical again. God is calling us to become radical again, to become revolutionary again, to become separate from the world, yet impacting the world, to move with the book of Acts as, as the Holy Spirit, and something else we lost, and we lost our Jewish roots. Well, it's also the Church is coming back to its Jewish roots. There is power. At the same moment that the Jewish people are returning to Israel, and they're returning to also Messiah, the Church is returning to what it was 2,000 years ago. So it's an amazing thing, and that's, the, that's a, 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 a good call, but that's what we all have. We have to become radical like the Book of Acts, and if we do it, God will anoint us with a power. But also, you know, personally to say this, um, in the Oracle, it also gets very personal, and that is that we are all called to to be restored. And and salvation, as we mentioned, is about coming home. We've all been separated. That's why in this world we never feel at home, because it's not home, you know, because we've fallen. And we all long to get back. Well, salvation is about coming back. So God wants to restore. The power of God is restoration. He wants to restore each of us. Broken lives, broken families, broken marriages, broken dreams. God is the God of restoration. And so the power of the of, of God the, is the power of the Jubilee. And the, the one who is the Lord of the Jubilee is Jesus. He wants, he wants everyone listening, he wants you to take back what is yours. He wants you to come home, return to what God has called for your life. You have a great, every one of you, you have a calling on your life, and you have a life that you were meant to live, and that's why you're never at peace until you're living it. You've got the power to live it, but you need to take the power. And what, if any, what you've seen today is how powerful God is to restore, to do it all, and he will give you that power to restore. You've got to sometimes tell, you know, the devil occupies your land. You've got to tell them, get off my land. It is, I have the power of Jubilee, and I am going to take back what I have been called to for such a time as this. Even though we've just scratched the surface of the Oracle, <laughs> the actual book probably only just scratches the surface. Is there, is there going to be a second volume, do you think? <laughs> I had a condensed list. I could get like 3,000 pages to get into like 280 pages. Um, so yeah, so what I, I didn't plan that at this point, but what I what I did do, and again, I just is I did I did I'm doing eight DVDs, which are the uncensored or things that I couldn't do in that, and it's going to be called the Oracle Uncensored. I don't even know how I'm offering it. I'm not even it's, it's not a plug, but if you get in touch with maybe if you get in touch with Hope of the World is my ministry, Hope of the World org, um, and ask about it. We'll try to get it to Hope of the World org. It will have those things and and the mystery of the mathematics of the end. But I'm working on it right now. We're getting it out. So, so that's it. I, we'll see how the Lord leads, you know. The Oracle, the Jubilean Mysteries Unveiled. Jonathan, what a pleasure. Thank you. My blessing. Thank you, Richard. Okay, before I dim the lights in my little studio beneath the stairs, I'll be back with a few words on an upcoming episode. If you haven't visited my Strange Planet shop, what's the holdup? Just have a peek at some of these amazing, unique designs created exclusively for Strange Planet by Atomic Werewolf Studios in Arizona. A new batch of great t-shirts just arrived, including one for the uh, politically incorrect crowd, shall we say, and I'm one. It's called the Toxic Male T-shirt. And those of you concerned about protecting America's electrical grid from an EMP attack, well, there's one there for you too. Just go to strangeplanet.ca and click on the Strange Planet Shop button at the bottom of the page. Check it out, have fun, get your Christmas shopping done early, and help support my work. The Strange Planet Shop at strangeplanet.ca Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, secret space program whistleblower Captain Randy Kramer discusses his involvement in the Mars Defense Force. To my knowledge, the indigenous insectoids and the indigenous reptoids on Mars have no interest of anything happening outside their own world at this time. Until then, I'm Richard Sarin. So long for now. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. <laughs>